So what are the advantages, Scott, of having processes? Why is it so important? Processes. Sons of CPA's bonus episode where Nix and Scott share a small but useful piece of practical advice as it relates to running their professional accounting firms. Today's topic is processes. I don't know if I like this topic. This is kind of boring. <laughs> well, we can make it fun. By the way, hi. Nicole, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Happy New Year. I got a Christmas gift around my neck. I saw that and I was thinking of something else I might have for you. Yes, that looks cool. The Superman. For listeners, the carpet matches the drapes now. The (laughs) picture on our podcast matches my neck. The picture I, I have with the little Superman chain. The S is not for Superman. The S is for Sons. Oh, I thought it was for Scott Scarano. It is for Scott. Yeah. Scott Scarano, Sons, whatever you want to see. Let's let's get back onto our topic of processes. So processes. When you think about the word processes, you probably either get scared or have a sense of pride. Because either you feel like I've got that shit down. I've been working hard on my processes. I think I, that's, I have a half sense of pride when I hear that because we've worked a long time to get our shit down. We have the right tools in place for that. From my understanding, you seem to think that you lack processes in your firm, Nicole. Yeah, I think I'm a little bit hard on myself after listening to, to Scott Sharp's episode. I was like, man, I wish we had that. I think we do have processes and they've been built over time and we have all of our technology set up. The team typically has a standard way of doing things in terms of delivery, but where I want to go is, is to be able to actually have everything documented to have one standard way of doing things. Not I, I think Scott said in the episode, they have five people and they have seven ways of doing things. So how do we get everyone, mm-hmm. you know, because th- there's a That's lot of scary, time yeah. wasted. So when we look at the processes, procedures, protocols, we put together SOPs. So we use Carbon at our at our office and Carbon in, inside of it does have templates and processes for each type of work item that comes in. So it's being done in a general standardized way. And we have basically a key of if we do this, it's like algorithms almost. So, and it's, it's set up to where when something comes in, there's no other option, but to do it this way. So we can't do it differently for each client, whatever it is. If we have to do it differently, we really have to adjust a template and change something and make a hard change. And then we have to really think about it. So we've, we have a lot of forcing mechanisms in there to keep our processes in check and keep them in place. Do you feel like you have that or? Yeah, I think we have the general outline where I would say what we do differs a little bit probably from, from you guys is because we have these clients where we're really their full outsourced accounting department. And so we have some clients where we may do this one specific thing for them that we don't do for any other client. And so during the sales process, we have to think about that, right? If we're taking over from an in-house person, 
and they do X, Y, Z. Is there a cadence for it? Does it repeat every month? Because yeah, you can so have processes uh, within a client. Right. So that's what we do is we scope everything out. So it starts with the engagement letter, starts with the proposal that says these are all the things we're going to do. So we try to weed those one-off things out during the call. And then that goes into our project management system. And it's a skeleton, right? So it's like, here are all the things that we have to do. And then where I want to get to is where the team is actually, or even hiring a virtual assistant. I was just talking to Ashley about this today of just having, hiring a virtual assistant that will be on. I put an ad out today. You did? Okay. Just like, I just want someone to come in and just document I finally made the step. I made the step to at least stop complaining about needing a virtual assistant. And I put an ad out on Upwork. It's a terrible ad. I just said somebody that knows how to use Notion because I want to use Notion. Uh, I need somebody to teach me. Keep me in line. Will you be using them exclusively for yourself? Is it a full-time position? Will your team be using them? How do you plan on utilizing them? I don't have a process for it yet. I feel like um, all I'm doing in the end is just hiring another secretary or front office admin. I feel like that's all I'm doing. Like when when people describe what their VA does, I'm just like, yeah, I know this is just a different bottle of the same wine. We're calling it something different, but it's still just a secretary. I don't know, but it's online. I'm going to use personally for me, even for my personal life and for the business, but I need somebody to keep my written communications in order, emails, emails, just keeping things in line for me because it's starting to get too much. Like it's starting to be too much after we don't have an admin at the office anymore. We basically have like a office manager, but we don't really have anybody that handles admin work. So it's just falling on one person to do a lot of different miscellaneous things. We don't have a good process for the upfront sales. Like we, we've been working very hard for, for processes, but anything that relates to me, we tend to still not, or falls on me, we tend to still not have very good processes in place. Anything that I've gotten out of, I needed a process to get out of it. So as the steps to become more firm focused or, or CEO focused, keeping our head above the water, every time I had to get out of something and I was in the weeds. I had to create a process to, to replace myself. And that was hard. Like the years leading up to that. When you think about it, you probably do already have processes in place and ways like this is how we do it in your head. You're probably thinking this is how we always do it. And then if somebody does it differently, you're just like, why did you do it this way? We always do it somewhere. And, and it could, could just be that you never communicated that process. Well, I think where the process is, you'll see where you do and don't is, and it's, we just onboarded someone yesterday, a new employee, right? And it's, mm. she's a CPA. She's, she's going to know for the most part, she's done this before, how to do the work, but she doesn't know the momentum way. And we don't have, we didn't have something to easily hand over to her and say, okay, this is how you're going to do it. Like you said, we do have a way of doing it. It's just not necessarily written down. It's not easily just a handover to somebody. And in order to really step away from the business, that's what you that's what you need to have. But it takes time. It takes everybody putting their head down and committing to it. And everyone's moving so fast and trying to get the work done that it's how do you set it, carve aside that time to actually write things down? And maybe the solution is a virtual assistant. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's creating Loom videos so that somebody can document it. But that's what I want. I just want to be able to like onboard and there to be 
a document that I can hand them or a place they can go or they can just know yeah. <laughs> to look for things. I honestly, I, I don't even like doing these processes things because I'm, I can't sit down and, and put one word on a piece of paper. If I have to jot something down, I get way too overwhelmed and I want the thing to be perfect before I even start it, you know, or I want the process to be perfect before I could even come up. Like, this is not a good first step. There's something else. Or I, I go way too deep. I get way too caught up in the details. Yes. It's like, I'm either all details or all big picture. I don't have any middle ground. Well, yeah, a lot of times you're learning as you're going through it. And then by the time you get to end of it, you're like, I have to go back and do that all over again in order to have the final product on how to explain how to do that mm-hmm. to somebody else. And by that time, you're just exhausted. One thing we do now is for every client, we have this huge workbook, a Google Doc that we have that ties out every balance sheet and it has like a checklist. So that in itself, I suppose, is a process on how to do the month end, right? That's one thing. It's like okay, complete this workbook, mm-hmm. prepare does that, prepares it. The reviewer does reviews it, but again, that's going going back to to. Yes, that is a process. Like carbon, yeah. So carbon or whatever your workflow management system is, that should hold a lot of the processes in it. If you have templates, scope back out. I have standard operating procedures too in Google Docs. Before we started using carbon, I think, or around that time, we just needed something. Bigger picture, this is how we do this. And this is how we do this, um, whether it's hiring or or anything. But then after you create something like that, and then the process changes a little bit, yeah. nobody ever uses it again because they're doing something different. So, you know, how do we keep people from using our processes? Or how, how do we keep all of that in line too? Yeah, so I have a question for you because using Carbon, you seem to, to have a pretty good way of documenting your processes. Now, have you been able to get your team to follow your SOPs and are they actively involved in revamping processes if they need to change? Are they writing things down? Are they held accountable for that? So that was the intent of the Google Doc. How do we hold them accountable for that? I don't have a good answer. We we hope that they're using it. We hope that they're changing it. The Google Doc is meant to be malleable. It's meant to be able to change things. And if something changes, we're using a new tool. I think these are the things that always have to be revisited. I think that's probably on my list now is to revisit our processes for almost everything. You know, it's like a, everything always is going to need a refresher. You know, you always need a way to go back into back to the drawing board sometimes. But at least we have a place to start. Like, where's I get so marred in the details, so caught up in wanting it to be perfect, right? Like, I, I feel like you can relate to that in, in a lot of ways. Yeah, and if, it's frustrating because it feels like once you get it perfect, it's changed by that time. You know, a week later, it's different. Yeah. Well, they, they, why, one thing that I'm trying to change is that whole wanting things to be perfect and understanding that things are always in a, in a changing, evolving. And I think the, the biggest thing is to have confidence that things are going to be done the same way and they're going to be done right when you're not doing them. You know, you could always point to the process. If something was wrong, you could, if it wasn't done the way it was supposed to be done and you could see the point where they didn't follow the process of what they were supposed to do. And whether that's 
with us, like one thing that we're adding to our process for tax return preparation is Loom. We're going to do a Loom review of the return, not because clients are asking for it, but because it's something that I thought we were doing and we weren't because it's not part of the process. You know, they said, we don't ever do that. And I said, yes, we've been doing that for two years. <laughs> we've been doing yeah. this for two years. What do you mean? And then they said, no, we don't have any yeah. looms. Of it. Like, so I, I found out that we're not doing it. So I can't point to the process like because we're not doing that. So if it was there and it was a checkbox that they had to check, I'm preparing this return. It got reviewed. I'm sending it to the client. Oh, wait, I didn't do a loom to review the return for them. You know, they may not call. They may, they may not ask for this, but. If the client says, you know what, I never got my return or I never saw, nobody ever reviewed my return with me. Well, I can go check and see if anybody viewed the loom and if it was sent to them, you know? So Yeah. Yeah. I think part of processes is, is you can't just create them and set them down and never look at them again. One. And then two, when people aren't following processes, sometimes you have to ask why, because sometimes it could be something there where there's a friction or a pain point for following that process. And so you might have to reiterate it and talk to the team and say, Hey, why, why isn't this loom video being made? You know, maybe the team's not comfortable doing it. Maybe it slows them down. I know if I ask certain people on my team to create a loom video, they like freak out. <laughs> like it's not that big of a deal, but they may, they may redo it oh, 10 times because they feel like it has loom. to be perfect. Yeah. Right. And they hate it. And so while that might be something you think is getting done it's like, Oh, they stray stray away from it. So trying to understand, you know, is that impactful? Or is there certain clients that maybe only need a loom video? Are there certain team members that are uncomfortable creating a loom video? Well, um, and it, they have to get past. They have to get over themselves too, and get past <laughs> like the, the people are not going to judge them for the things that they judge themselves for on a loom video. And I, right. that's it's I, hard for me to have empathy on there because when I'm in the middle of it. I go back and change it a hundred times. It's actually easy for me to have empathy on that. Like I act like I don't care. And I act like I say, get over yourself, get over that. But when I'm in there trying to like, I can record this stuff. I know nobody's going to see it. You know, it's a podcast, but when I have to record something on loom, Oh man, it's so hard. I'm like checking my hair, making sure like I, Oh man, I don't like this shirt. I'll go change my fucking shirt. Nobody's looking at my shirt on a little loom video. They probably can't even see it, but I'll, I'll think my shirt doesn't match my shoes today. Oh my gosh. They're going to notice that. So I'll have to like, Oh God, I do that. I have the most OCD when it comes to these things. So my watch band doesn't match my shirt. They're going to see that. So what are the advantages Scott of having processes? Why is it so important? Well, it's, it's important for consistency. It's important for productivity to measure that. It's important for profitability. It's like I, all of these things, I think, kind of are part of the, of the flywheel of what we should do. The, the title of that Scott's episode I thought was good because it's processes, profitability, and people, right? It, so there's a lot of variability in how people naturally are going to do things. So you need consistency. And the processes will provide that. And people will be really good in the middle, in the, you know, in the bumpers in between the processes, they can be really good at stuff and excel, but they've got to stay coloring within the lines, right? Or they're going to stay on the tracks, on the rails, so to speak. Right. And, and you can hire really expensive people that already know what they're doing and continue to scale that way. But if you want to lower your costs and bring in less experienced team members, 
then you have to create processes Ooh, because those people are going to need more. Yeah, that's profitability. And then there's you as a business owner being able to step away. And you had another another one of your podcasts. I forget the name. The guy that does valuations. He was talking about the businesses or the Brandon CPA Bo. firms that sold for the highest multiples one of the KPIs they looked at was how much time does the owner spend in the business? And he said that the, that actually the firms where the owner spent the least amount of time, they were the most profitable. Mm-hmm. Right. And if you look at those yeah. firms, I bet it's because they have good processes where they, where they were able to step away. They were able to hire less expensive people and they were able to go it's make sales or that. spend time yeah. doing other things. So, there's a lot of reasons why processes are important. It does take time to build and it takes a commitment. And I think it takes setting an example for the, and holding people accountable for also like having a firm and having a team that's committed to having processes and following them and documenting things. Yeah. So I have a ton of different quotes for processes. Well, this has to do with accountability too, but doing it right is hard and doing it over is harder when it comes to processes. Doing it right is hard, but doing it over is harder. And that's, if you don't have processes, the lack of pro, if there's a lack of processes and things go wrong, it's very hard to replicate and get things fixed. What comes top of mind for me right now is, so we have some clients that we, that we run payroll for them, right? And so you have the, your end of the year reporting on the W-2, officer, health insurance for S-Corps, Qseras, blah, blah, blah. But what I'm, in my head, I know the clients that need these reporting. So I tell the team, okay, make sure you, if you have an S-Corp owner, health insurance, make sure you add it to their W-2. And... We have a checklist. We have in teamwork, we have a checklist of these things, but it's general across, you know, every client. If it's an escort, make sure you add it to the W2. But there's not like a close the loop of this got done. So I'm going around to everybody and, hey, did you do that for that client? Because I know all the clients. But as I step away and or we grow, I, that's not realistic for me to know in my head which clients that we need to do this for. So how do we set up a process so that like when we onboard the client and we know they're an S corp and they have 2% shareholders that that gets added to teamwork assigned to someone, then it gets checked off. The project manager gets notified. Right. So it's, and those are all just things that, that take time to set up, but are important as you grow. I have the perfect quote. Here it is. (laughs) You do not rise to the level of your goals you fail to the level of your systems. Say it one more time. You do not rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. If you don't have systems and processes in place, you're, you're going to fail hard. Yeah. And you go, yeah, you're going to end up at the lowest end of the totem pole and things will crumble. Kind of like what I was trying to relate to earlier. So it's going to be hard to achieve your goals as a firm if you don't have systems and processes in place, because that will drag you down. (laughs) That that will drag you down pretty hard 
when when things start to fall apart. It may seem on the surface problems come up and more problems come up and they're all just surface problems and the core of all of that is going to be ongoing processes that are in place and the systems that you have you know if you don't have them you're going to see a lot more service problems and more problems are going to keep cropping up and you're going to be very reactive to fix this to fix that oh this got messed up why did we screw this up on this one but we got it right on this like just all different kind of things that just going to seem like a lot of different client and people problems but if you have the systems in place you may have less people problems and you may have less client problems and you may have less fires to put out so it'll be hard to achieve your goals if you don't have a lot of systems and processes in place. So if this episode gives you anxiety and makes you want to <laughs> switch and listen to a new one, you may want to go back and look at your processes and systems, even if you think you've got the really great ones. Yeah. Well, I think accountants are naturally good at creating systems and creating order because we like things to balance and we like things to reconcile. And so really when, when our clients hire us, we are creating systems in their accounting department. We are documenting things, right? But well, yeah, you we, do it on a client basis. Too. We do it on a client basis and our you're, team does that because they're lack they of are, systems we're fixing too, their process right? problems in our accounting department, but we have a hard time fixing our own process or documenting our own processes in everywhere in a business. We need to take what we do in the accounting department and do that everywhere. Um, yeah. Well, us as accountants, we're very good at keeping up with the details and doing our client stuff because we can see it, but we are very bad. A lot of times we're very bad at running our own businesses. I'm trying to get better at it, but yeah. that, that's going to take me, you know, focusing less on the details and less on things being perfect and more on just overall systems and processes. So, yeah, if I had one, one thing, one thing that I would have, if I could go back and do differently, I would have built processes and documented the steps more when I was doing the ground level work, because now I'm, I'm so much, I'm much more removed from the client day-to-day -day work. Now it's become a thing of its own. Right. Um, so I wish I would have started from day one documenting things. So then everyone would follow that. And yeah, that's hard. It we can't go backwards. We can't yeah. go backwards in time and we can't go backwards in our upward momentum. I'm trying to pull momentum in there. You know, if you've got a lot of momentum in the, in the right direction, then there's, you know, action. You got to take action to to fix those processes and that's we like to put our head in the sand too i don't know I, i'm gonna end up try, trying to pull together a lot of euphemisms action produces momentum though we'll end at that that's it yeah well i'll add thought. one more point i think the challenge with it too is when we're building our business we're also trying different things and we're still we're building the plane as we're flying it so it's hard to create processes around something you haven't necessarily finalized that's why you have to start small and then change it as you go. <laughs> we should not be building our planes as we fly them. That's that's what we should not do. That sounds really unsafe. That sounds that uh, sounds scary. All right, we well, better jump off. Yeah, here. don't build your plane while you're flying it. Build it while it's still on the ground before you take it off. Thanks, Nicole. Thanks, Scott. See you.